You know how I always have a lot to say? Today, I really have a lot to say. <laughs> Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kids ministry director talk about raising a Christ-centered family. We're not sure we know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Hello, and welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. I was going to try to come up with something cool and original to say, but I just said the same thing I always do. This is Kathleen. Consistency is good. This is Joel. Still Joel. Yes, and today I'm very excited because today we are talking Worryingly about... Worryingly excited. <laughs> this outline came to me like with no work at all. I had so much to say on the topic. We are talking about personal Bible study today, and I am, uh, uh, uh. Uh, 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 amped about it. That was I like, like a it better when we talk about things boom, that I'm boom, good at boom, and you're boom, bad at. Boom. Yeah, this is the opposite of that. Yeah. It really is. The very opposite of it. Well, Joel, let's start with the family check-in before we get to As this amazing do. topic. Let's check in. How are you? I'm like really great and also kind of about to fall apart completely. Um, today I had... We can the, do two fun things at yeah, once. Yeah, it's really true. Um, I had the kids at home. It's a Tuesday morning. We always are at home until like 10, 15. We like had a leisurely breakfast. I started from based on last week, I started writing rest onto my to-do list. So now I do 10 minutes of reset prayer, 20 minutes of recharge, stop moving, and one hour of not getting anything done. And it has been wonderful. Today, I watercolored with the kids and um, we played trains and we had a relaxing time together. So we had like one of those ideal stay-at-home mom kind of moments, even though I'm not a stay-at-home mom. And then it was also Dane's first day of swimming, which was also very exciting for me. At also worryingly exciting. <laughs> the other thing is, though, um, Easter is coming. And that is intentionally meant to sound like winter is coming because Easter... Um, for me, is like an impending date. Um, and VBS, or, which is not called VBS this year, but regardless, um, the dates are coming at me. Our summer, summer camp. week-long camp, Bible campy thing. Um, it's They're both coming at me, and I feel ill-prepared. And I'm trying to, like, I'm not ill-prepared. And I'm trying to dig into the source of the anxiety. And what I've just kind of discovered is um, my way of showing I'm, both VBS and Easter are big asks of other people it's big you know please serve in this and my way of honoring their service is by being very prepared before people come in so that it's a comfortable and easy and well thought out programming as possible and if I don't have every I dotted and t crossed um, going into it I feel like a failure and so I'm trying to get over that feeling and knowing that people have grace for me and that they will adjust and that I do not have to be perfect um, when they come into the picture. And that's what I'm working on right now. How are you? I think you're perfect. I'm also doing really well, but feeling like everything's about to fall apart. Um, I just got back. I went this weekend up to visit my grandfather. I took him up. Um, we named our firstborn after him. He's been a big figure in my life. Um, he Pastor. He's a pastor. Talk about that later. Um, he's the the kind of center of my father's side of the family. And yeah, he's kind of, and he's old and not doing great. 
Um, so thoughts and prayers for grandpa. Um, so I'm tired though from driving. My parents live in five hours away, the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Actually, you drive to nowhere and then you go past that until you see a sign that says warning velociraptors. Past a wall of giant trees. Yeah. It's very beautiful, but Lord, it's up there. Uh, Dane was a champ. (laughs) Levi calls it Nanalala's forest, by the way. Yeah. Dane got sick. It was a thing. We had a lot of fun, but it was, yeah, he fell asleep on the couch well before bedtime. But you're about to have two nights of sleep that are uninterrupted by children. Yeah, but I'll be working. So I'm leaving town to go work, which is another thing that I feel pretty prepared for, but also pretty underprepared for. Yeah, it's always scary when because you're presenting and what you're doing. Yes, I'm doing things. But I don't have to run anything. I just get to be the talent, which is the best thing to be when you're doing a conference, is not to be in charge of Especially with that face with that mug of course people are just gonna yeah it's an audio conference don't worry people <laughs> uh, anyways <laughs> let's get on to our topic okay um... so today we're talking about personal bible study um we have a with only two people a very big diversity of uh, Bible study habits. It's a wide range. Wide be range. Big, you can't have a diversity of two people. Yes, you're right. That's exactly true. Um, it is not a big diversity. Our brother-in-law, a diverse... who is, has a master's degree in math, is shouting at us right now that, no, you don't have diversity. You have a range. Okay. Regardless, um, uh, what I want to start with, I am a very disciplined and um, I study the Bible a lot. Um, it is my job to some degree. I'm in ministry. Um, but I, the, I just wanted to start with how I came into this world. Um, I had already been doing ministry well, when your mommy and your daddy, no, when I, already, wrong one, <laughs> not that way. I had already been doing ministry. It, it did start with a birth. Um, <laughs> uh, when I had already been doing ministry for quite a few years, my second son was born and I decided that I wanted to do a read the Bible in a year. It seemed attainable. I was stuck a lot nursing him. And so I would read, um, uh, my Bible in a year, I did Soul Survivor was the app, um, which was great because they had the reading and a little video that went with it, which was very helpful because when you're reading like Genesis 7, nobody knows what's going on. I don't know what's in Genesis 7, but regardless, I started going, I started going, I got like four months in and like petered off and then like picked up again at like eight months for a little while and then petered off. And then I went into Lent, which my son's birthday um, is in the spring. Um, around Easter. In fact, he was born the Thursday before Palm Sunday. And as Lent approached, I kind of was praying to God. I was like, what do, I, what do you want me to do? And he said, finish it. Um, and what is necessary, you have to understand that finishing it meant doing between one and a half and two hours of study for 46 days in a row. It wasn't healthy. It, oh, but but so, at least you didn't peter out. I you did, pulled up. I did. I, I pulled up, I guess. Um, and, Peter, and Paul, no, it was a Bible joke. Finished point being, you know, I get it. It was just <laughs> a bad joke. Um, I finished the Bible. Um, and it taught me that I, I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old child. I was in the midio- middle of my busiest season of work and doing that discipline taught me that I could study the Bible under any circumstances in my life that threw my way. And that is why I'm sure that is why God, um, sent me down that direction. Um, since then I've done it with different levels of intensity. Um, I study in kind of rhythm. Sometimes I'll be reading like something light and spiritual. Um, and sometimes I'll be doing like a really like dense Bible study. 
and I try to listen to God about yeah. what and how he wants Varying me to study. levels of intensity from too intense <laughs> to way too intense. No, I read a Bob Goff book, so I know I'm, I can relax. It's not what you're reading. It's how you're reading. Yeah, that's true, because I have to finish it by a certain time. But um, why the two reasons I study scripture, um, or is it not the two reasons, but the spiritual reason and the practical reason. Um, and this is the only scripture you're getting today, very ironically. But Hebrews 4.12. For the, world, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing in the division of the soul and the spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Um, my experience in studying the Bible is that God's word, the Holy Spirit, prayer, and the living of my life work together in some sort of woven fabric that helps me to discern the will of God. And that when one of those is missing from my life, I can't hear God anymore. And even worse, when one of them is, when three of them are active and one of them is missing, I think it becomes just dangerous when I'm not grounded in the will of God or inspired by the Holy Spirit or listening to God in prayer or applying it in my everyday life. If any one of those is missing, um, I, I'm in danger of going down the wrong path. And so I have a very well-balanced diet and maintain a well-balanced diet of those four things, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, prayer and applying it in my life. Um, and the, that's, so that's the spiritual reason that I prioritize study. And practically, the reasons that I am able to study is that I prioritize it, um, not in the way I prioritize working out, but in the way I prioritize brushing my teeth. Um, even if I'm going to do a kind of cursory bad job, I get it done for the day. Um, I personally, right now in my life, have the time and margin to fit it into different places. And the third thing is I'm a new Christian in ministry and I feel like I'm basically behind. Like I basically have to study to do my job, um, but I study a lot more than is required to do my job on a week to week basis because the big picture of ministry requires a deeper understanding of God's word. So you're probably wondering, or maybe you're not because it's such a common occurrence, why I've been basically running at the mouth about- No one was wondering. <laughs> this um and the reality is that joel and i have so little in common on this issue that we've always had different studying styles but we the, studied the, for the bar together like yeah you studied and i was also there uh, whatever. that's kind of how we studied it for all of our classes and for everything you would make a chart and design a 3d model um and, and make play figurines thousand note cards yeah and i would <laughs> listen and write down what I heard and then just do your best do my best um it wasn't which was usually almost as good as me it hasn't served me well in life but it is what I am and I'm working on it I mean I would say your way of doing things is a little crazier but certainly way closer to the right way if there is a quote-unquote right way to do this than my way which is a little more oh let's just say it lazy um I mean, it's, we talked about it yesterday a little bit of, you know, why don't I study the Bible? Why, why don't I spend, you know, why don't I read it nightly? Why don't I go through devotionals? That kind of thing. And I can come up with a thousand reasons. I don't have time. I don't have energy. You know, I barely have the energy to get to bed at night. I don't have the energy to also spend time reading. I, you know, I don't have time. Oh, I grew up in the church. I've, you know, gone through the Bible a hundred times, 500 times. Well, probably not, probably like 10 times. 
Um, right. I've, I've read it. I've heard it preached. I've been to Bible studies. I go to a Bible study currently. I, you know, I've, I've done this. I know it. What, you know, kind of what am I getting out of it? And that's all, I mean, it's all pretty BS. Um, <laughs> well, the word of God is living and I just said it was BS. Um, I mean, and I should know better. My parents are both uh, biblical scholars, as it were. My my dad obviously is a professional biblical scholar. Uh, my mom is keeping her amateur status for the Olympics, but <laughs> certainly put in her effort. She passed more than one uh, seminary class. Uh, that- hey, let's not get your dad kicked out as a pastor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right as you and also retirement. her um her bibles multiple are um she has a bible for every occasion and a color highlighter for every occasion and so her bible so certainly it, modeled for you yeah totally um and well i mean she has she would go through her bible so she'd have her subject by bible and then in it would be you know green anything highlighted in green was things dealing with money anything highlighted in blue was things dealing with you know the environment anything the water no yeah like it wasn't quite that literal but you know women's issues men's issues children's issues family issues like just every category you can think of she had it divided in sounds like you had a great model joel i had why don't you study the bible (laughs) again i you know i feel like i have and i can justify not doing it daily by saying well you know i go to church every sunday and i have a bible we have a a fortnightly Bible study and fortnightly, which is not really true because it goes on breaks. And so you're, we've met this year probably 12 times. Yeah. None of this is true. That's the whole point is. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, that, I don't mean to just like shame the crap out of you, but especially since I totally know more about the Bible than you do still. But that is not the point. It doesn't matter. A person who is actively reading the word of God for the first time is experiencing more of the word of God than the fact than if you gave if you stopped studying it one month ago because it's living and active and it speaks into your life as you live it with the power of the Holy Spirit and when you're not studying you're not experiencing that okay so save me how do we do this okay so I have essentially four steps to what I call getting over the hump First, get started. Two schools of thought, and I think you just have to look at your own personality of what you think will work. You can start small with the idea that good things grow slow. Our time studying scripture um, does not have to be about learning everything in the Bible. In fact, learning is not the point. Um, It doesn't have to be about um, conquering the whole Bible in one go. Um, So you just start with a, a real Um, appropriate devotional to your place in life and you go from there and really meditate on that or um, you can do a BHAG um, which is a term I learned from our preschool director a big hairy audacious goal like I did with doing the bible in a year especially finishing it during lent Um, that's how I got started and I think if you're neurotic and achievement oriented like I am um, it's really good to just dive in and set a really big goal for yourself Um, and either one I think either one of those you set, you need to set yourself up for success, right? I think it's the theme of our podcast, it's going to be what's on the t-shirt, right? Is set up a system. Don't rely on yourself. If you rely on your self-control, if you rely on your own willpower, you will talk yourself out of it 
because it takes work. It takes effort. Um, like anything good, right? It takes an amount of effort and you will talk yourself out of it like I often do. And But I rarely talk myself out of brushing my teeth. And so if you treat it like brushing your teeth and not uh, like exercising, which I often talk myself out of, <laughs> then um, you'll do it. And that part of that is scaling it. Um, when you're having yeah. a bad day. And so, you, but even if you're going to do big or little, set that time aside. Mm-hmm. Find the time in your day before. Like, look at your day and say, how does my day arranged? Where can I fit this in? Because you're going to have to put something else away. Yes. And, and pay attention to the rhythm of your week and what works. So for mine, my schedule, I study five days, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, because I have the kids... Um, without childcare for more, I do less study. I do a devotional on those days. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when I do my heavier study. I wake up early and do it on those days. Yeah. And then once you have your system, you've started, you have your system in place. Um, that's when you really need to up your asking for the Holy Spirit. Um, when our pastor did a sermon series on the Holy Spirit, one of the things that really stuck with me was the idea that when you ask for more of the Holy Spirit, your appetite for the things of God will increase. Um, so asking the Holy Spirit to increase your appetite for the word of God, um, you could ask that before you give the Holy Spirit a foothold. But that kind of goes back to that concept of what I was talking about earlier, how the word, the spirit, prayer and living your life are woven together. And if you don't have the word of God as some sort of foothold for the spirit, it's going to be hard for the spirit to increase your appetite for something that you don't already eat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so once you have that system in place, make sure to ask for the Holy Spirit for an appetite for more, and that'll help you grow in that way. Okay. Do you have any suggestions? Oh, do I? <laughs> you can see you, your eyes light up. Um, so actually, the fourth thing, once you started, built your system, asked for the Holy Spirit, is to find resources that match your learning style. Um, not everyone has to sit down and stick their nose into a Bible and read a verse for a day or a chapter or uh, whatever, um, whatever unit you want to read. I am a Bible plus commentary kind of person. I have a very hard time reading the Bible by itself without some sort of explanation of what is happening. I get very frustrated and it helps me to relax. Um, For that, I use Barclays, which is really boring and old school. Um, But very clear to somebody who's new to a certain like like area of scripture and i've also loved um for the letters paul for everyone um by nt Wright, and you can find those on amazon um some people are just not readers and it's hard when you're asked to read scripture every day and you are not somebody who does a lot of reading otherwise and God still wants you to hear his word. And we live in 2019 and the internet exists. It's the future. And videos exist and great sermons and great messages from great pastors that dig into scripture and Bible studies on the internet exist. And one of my favorites that has been, because I'm a visual person, that has been great for me is the Bible Project. Um, They have animated videos. And as a visual person, they have illuminated scriptural ideas that nothing that was in writing could ever have helped no me to intended. understand. It was, it, they are very good. <laughs> they have a podcast too. It's very theologically good and informative, but oh, the yeah. visual for them is very important. Their visuals and their YouTube videos from the Bible Project are great. Um, some people like devotionals. 
Um, They take bits of scripture, they give you something to think about, and then you take the time to meditate on that um, instead of having to sit down and study and treat it like school. Um, And I think that that is definitely a good place to start and probably a good thing to maintain over time, even as your appetite for the word Mm -hmm. of God grows. Um, Like I said before, the Bible in a year app that I used was Soul Survivor. There's lots of them, but I like Soul Survivor because they do a short video after each reading that explains what you can get from the reading. They're all like Australian and British, so they're all kind of funky, and they go from pastor to pastor, so it's not just the same person every day. Um, Oh, you can study the scripture associated with your own church's weekly message, but... Yeah, that's not my favorite. <laughs> and or, or you could read a book. I made fun of Bob Goff. I love Bob Goff. Mm-hmm. And I got into a real rut um, in my study and I was like being reading stuff that was too dry and I needed some of the like heart of God. And there are great authors and great people who write things that really get to the heart of what scripture is about. And I think taking a break to study to from the word of God to hear it in life um, is great. And so love does and, um, everybody always by Bob Goff. And, um, there's like that girl, wash your face lady. I don't know who she is, but people seem to really like her. Um, and so they're all really great ways of, um, and really great resources, but you got to kind of find your own study personality. One of the things I think you do really well is do this with the kids. I do. Because you've set up a system, but yes. also we we got a devotional from our kids' godparents yes. that we really like, um, and you read it with them every night, and I think that's kind of the big first step with kids. Is we've just, done other things even before that, like yeah. just Bible stories. Mm-hmm. The arch books um, are we like older? The, no, so arch books makes books still, but they're not as good. The 60s versions of the Archbooks rhyme and are really fun and are better written and are clearer for kids. Um, so I really like those. But kind of yeah. to, I guess to back up, um, one of the things that when you're trying to develop this habit in your kids, we talked about how to get over the hump as an adult, that you start small, you ask for the Holy Spirit, you build a system, and you find resources that match your learning style. It is the same thing for kids. Um, and the first thing that we did was really start a system. We always do a Bible story every night or a, or a devotional or something that is like a, you know, uh, we call it the Jesus, you know, Jesus first is what Dane says. Whenever anybody tries to do another book first, we do our Jesus book first. Um, we've used, uh, like I said, that devotional, there's like a million devotionals for kids out there. Mm -hmm. They're all pretty fun and pretty good though. We did, we did have to rip out a couple pages of the last one we had. Um, there's also Jesus storybook Bible is very good. We just got Jesus calling for kids. So that's going to be next when we finish this devotional. Um, we use the arch books. I have a couple of, I think they're called guidepost books. Also, it looks like from the sixties. They're amazing. They are by far my favorite and I wish we had more of them. Um, but there's all kinds of great books out there. Um, religious books for kids. And if you just make it a habit, oh, and PK Holloman writes, I know Jesus loves me. A lot of specific suggestions in this episode. Well, no, I mean, I have gotten specific suggestions from podcasts and put them into play in our house. And it has made a very big difference. Uh, One thing you do that I'm going to plug you for a little bit. So in your job as a children's minister, one of the things you do really well that I think works really well, at least with our kids, maybe we're cheating 
is you give them you always give them something to take home that gives the point of what did we do this week uh it's always uh very brief what did we talk about this week so that you parents can talk about it too where to give them the jumping off point right and if you don't have that in your children's ministry find something be connected to your children's like okay this is like my kids pastor high horse but here it is Somebody is putting a lot of time and effort and energy into discipling your child. Don't leave them hanging. Um, yeah, you can always ask them, what did no, you talk about this week? When you right. go pick up your kid, what scripture did you do this week? What verse did you do this week? And then talk to your kid about it. They, never, they don't do complicated verses. They're always ones you've heard of. It's well, yeah, and like Noah. Yeah, or like um, in ours, we do the good news. And in our children's ministry, the good news that we do as part of our kids' church aligns with the adult message. And um, just Synergy. figure, yeah, figure out what your kid's ministry discipleship plan is and buy into it because otherwise you're all wasting your time and it's very frustrating for your kid's pastor. Um, so buy into your kid's ministry, uh, set up a system for study. Um, we do scripture memorization through music, both in kid's ministry Speaking of living and in the at future, home. Um, our kids know how to ask are Amazon Echoes. I'm what? not going to say, Alexa, play Seeds Family Worship. You might have just helped somebody gotcha. because Seeds Family yeah. Worship rocks. Seeds Family Worship actually does their, it's, it's literally just scriptures. They say the scripture. Yeah, it's not like worship go, music. It is literally scripture yeah, to music. They say John 3.16, and then they say, for God so loved God the world. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. They're not going to blow you away, guys, as far as their like musical quality. Oh, I but like their stuff. Very Don't catchy and very look fun. Down on you, I, yeah. Our three-year-old probably long. knows more scripture than you do, so you just Let's sit not on go that. Crazy. Oh, um, but they. I just said they're all very catchy and fun. They're very fun. It's and not Mozart, but it's catchy you, and fun, and I enjoy them. I enjoy singing them. We and they're fun, and we play them in the background when kids are playing, when we're coloring, when we're doing puzzles, when we're doing Legos. And you cannot help but learn scripture when it is playing mm. in the background. And it does not make you want to tear your hair out. Um, some of this, we do also scripture memorization songs for kids ministry that is really upbeat and crazy. And we love it. But it is not good background music. And this is truly great background mm. music for the purposes of um, just experiencing God's word every day. And for your older kids, um, we don't let our kids have very much we don't have any intentional screen time. We have like... I certainly don't just let them watch cartoons the moment you leave the door. <laughs> okay, well, I don't. Um, I do when I'm at work, if they're at work with me, and um, I need them to not... It doesn't work. Levi comes in every five seconds. Yeah. But point being, YouTube can be your friend. Um, I know the kids in my kids' ministry, like, that's all they want to do is watch YouTube. And while I think that that's probably going to be the downfall of the world, while they're watching it, there are great things for kids ministry on YouTube. Um, and I think that if you kind of strike a deal like, well, you can watch YouTube, but you have to watch this channel. Um, you might come out on top on this. Um, one of the things that we use for our ministry is pursue God kids. They have a great catalog in all of a lot of different areas. They're funny to kids, um, they, <laughs> <laughs> but they are, they're goofy and um, really engaging and they make great points and they're not, I just, I really like that group. Um, we also watch Bible stories by Saddleback Kids. Um, they're very goofy, but you, the kids get the stories by the end of them. 
A little more fear, serious is Share Faith, um, which we pay for a subscription for at our church. But almost all of the videos are also available on YouTube um, with the little watermark on them. I think they want you to be able to watch them at home. They just want me to pay for them for ministry, which is fine. If you like to waltz oh, yes. with tomatoes. Veggie Tales is uh, another one. And Veggie Tales, is lo- along with the idea of reading Bible stories to children, is really not about um, them learning the Bible or them um, getting the, the message from the Bible. It's about them learning to love the stories of the Bible and loving, learning to fall in love with the narrative of the Bible. And almost nobody does it better than Veggie Tales to make that story come alive in a way that is fun and engaging. It's not the time to teach them the meaning of Daniel. It's the time for them to love the story. And um, the time for them to learn the meaning will come really as they are discipled as adults. Yeah. I mean, with kids, it's the same. It's the same thing as adults. It's just you're the one setting up for them instead of setting up for yourself. Makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> set a goal, a small goal, a big goal. Set up a system where you set up a time. We have bedtime, story time. Um, and after church, we usually go over what did you learn today? Just like you would with school. What did you learn today? And then we talk about Jesus died and rose again, which is the response 99% of the time. Once you get going, ask for the Holy Spirit. This might be one where you need some Holy Spirit before you get started. (laughs) Find your resources. We have a really great list of them in this podcast. I will try and list some of them down in the description (laughs) so you can look at them. That might Um, be a lie. But yeah, it's the same. Build the systems and get it going. Um, The one thing that I will say is if you do not have a personal Bible study um, routine and you do have children, a great way to get into it is starting with your kids. Um, I really started really engaging with the Bible stories and reading the Bible because I wanted to read aloud to my newborn baby because I wanted my, my kid to fall in love with the Bible stories. And I learned so much on the front end using the kind of excuse that I was taking care of them. And it started a ball rolling that never stopped. Um, So they can be the inspiration for why you engage in scripture in the first place. Speaking of our children being an inspiration, (laughs) let's get to our next segment. So that came up. Thank you, Lord, for my son that comes up with one of these every week. And this one actually happened today. And I laughed with Joel because I was like, oh, great. We have it for tonight. Um, I was really not paying attention. I was in the room with him. But all of a sudden, he turns to Alexa and says, Alexa, when am I going to die? <laughs> People, he's four. Um, and so I and she said, good job, Alexa. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to that. And I sat and talked to him and actually processing in this podcast has helped me to realize that I over-explain things to my four-year-old. Uh. <laughs> and so I said, sweetie, none of us know when we're going to die. We don't have to be afraid because we get to be with Jesus when we die. But most of us are going to have a long life and grow to be very old. Just look at your grandpa, George. Um, and that is the conversation that we had. And I le- left it at that this time instead of over-explaining, um, you know, the new heaven and the new earth and our eternal salvation and our new bodies and all like I like like I I just kept it simple and we moved on and I tried to be reassuring um and 
So thank you, podcast, for helping me to not ruin my child. And with that, let's pray out. Dear Lord, please help us, give us encouragement, give us the spirit, give us the fire to steady your word. Help us know why we're doing it. Um, Help us get closer to you through your word. Push us, help us find that energy and find that time and find those spaces and help us pass that along to our kids. Help us pass a love of your word and a love of studying your word and a desire and an ability to study your word um, onto our kids so that they can find you in themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos pod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.